Welcome to the Not A Fake Is That Boy Malcolm's Random Crap Show. I am your host, That Boy Malcolm, doing a podcast up in Houston, Texas. Um, this weekend, I decided to make a trip to Houston this weekend. Uh, I, 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 I do that sometime, do that from time to time. Um, so this weekend, when I uh, made a trip, I can finally catch a Rockets game. You know, being in the Austin area, I can't really... Watch the Rockets in Austin. Uh, it's the San Antonio Spurs market, so pretty much my most of my Rocket viewing is either at a sports bar or when they come in, come on on cable. So it was interesting. I got a chance to come down to Houston. Uh, the shot that I saw by James Harden is, I'm be honest, it is what I've seen him do all season. Every time I do catch him, is just. But to do it when he did it in the clutch, when basically, to be honest, the team was starting to fold late in the game, and James just was like, "I'm not. I'm just gonna refuse to lose this game." Even though uh, some of my teammates, even though defensively, I just be, defensively the team did what they was expected to do. They came together um, to handle the clutch situation defensively uh to to slow down Phoenix enough to make that shot do matter and then Rockets prevail with a late game winning shot uh Clay Thompson last night also dominating performance uh breaking the NBA record scoring 37 points in the fourth quarter uh it doesn't surprise me this is what shooters do when they get hot they can become unconscionable and he has that in him to just, especially being a two guard with a point guard like Curry, who can who draws attention. So you, you can't, I would say, you can't leave Clay Thompson, but you can't send people as a priority to try to stop Clay Thompson. But when you get on a roll like that, you have to do something. But how Go to State is built defensively. It's kind of tough to stop a guy from when he's the hot man without letting anyone else get off because they have so many shooters. But uh, far less, uh, we're gonna do uh, what, what we're gonna do today. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl, do a little boxing, and a little minor touch on the NFL draft that's coming up. In the Super Bowl coming up, you, you got the Patriots playing the Seahawks. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, two similar built teams, some sort of way, kind of similar built, basically. The quarterbacks who uh, do not make errors during the game. Even though Russell Wilson, I'll be honest, last week against Green Bay was not that guy. He was turning the ball over. I Let's just say he was having a bad week, but when it came down to it, you can't give guys like Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, you can't give these two guys a chance late in games. But their team is built that that way, that their defenses will make stops if you continue to not execute. And that's what happened with Green Bay. They didn't execute in the red zone. They didn't. They got field goals early when they was dominating the game. Which, if you're not dominating the game and you leave any inch of opportunity, they're gonna take advantage. There's a lot of also going on with uh, in the NFL with talks, and I, honestly, I think it's more to do with 
this is the off week between the Super Bowl. There's a lot of ball talk because uh, the New England Patriots balls were found against Indi. Uh, the balls they were used against Indianapolis were deflated. I'm not gonna get too much into that. Uh, what I really think, my opinion of it, I I do believe that Tom Brady knew those balls were deflated. I think he instructed those balls were to be deflated. I from what I gather from the information I'm getting, from you know what we're all getting basically, uh, he instructed it, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised as it goes far far back all through the season. Maybe late through the season he started it, and it went through the rest of the season, and nobody called him on it. And the Baltimore Ravens a couple of weeks ago felt that. That was happening, and they warned the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts checked in, you know, checked in on it, and let's just say in uh, New England hand was caught in a cookie jar. But that's the way it, and you know, that's the way the cricket crumble, crumbles. Sometimes you get caught, and I'm not shocked. I'm not hurt like a lot of fans are. I'm not even mad like a lot of fans are. How can New England do this? Why? Let's be let's just be real about it. The Patriots are that franchise who do research. They check in information. They will look for every edge possible. So it's really not a surprise. It's actually kind of expected that they will, you know, try to get an advantage. So, huh? To each his own. Um, but Super Bowl is coming up. Seattle versus the Patriots. Um. They played earlier this year, the earlier matchup. But you know what? Let's go and just just get it started. Pop in my WCW theme. Okay, here we go. The Patriots versus the Seahawks. What do I think about this game? Uh, Doing a little breakdown of it. Um, Seahawks offensively the big matchup, what I, I tend to realize in this game, the big niche match in this game is the running game of the Patriots. The Patriots rushing offense versus the Seahawks uh, defensive rushing, you know, uh, defense against the Russian. Pa- uh, Patriots is, this is probably the spot that you look at as a weakness for the, uh, for the Patriots. Uh, they're pretty much bottom of the middle in the league this year in uh, rushing yards 18th while the Seahawks third best uh, de- uh, team defensively against uh, the, uh, the Russia Seahawks best defense in the league this year um, another ma- matchup situation I see going on in this game is uh, the Patriots d- this is interesting the Patriots uh, don't Fumble the ball a lot. I mean, uh, don't cause the. F- I said that backwards. The Patriots don't cause fumbles much. Uh, middle, at like earlier mentioned, they're middle of the pack. Uh, they don't. I, I don't. I. Uh, I don't know if this is something Belichick hasn't coached them up to go for the strips. Uh, look, look to take the ball away. But they they only had six fumbles forced this year. Wow. Something little known fact about the Seahawks, they fumble a lot. 23 fumbles this season, 22nd in the league. 
bottom part of the of the league when it comes to holding on to the football. So be wary of that. Maybe New England. That is the big thing I would look out for because the Patriots are known for going attacking weaknesses. I can see the Patriots trying to that second man in trying to strip the ball away, trying to cause them from cause fumbles. Um, also, what I see when I look at these two teams matchup is uh, the the sacks. Uh, Russell Wilson has been sacked 40. Uh, well, I just say the Seahawks quarterbacks have been sacked 42 times this year. Um, about the about even, if you really think about it. Uh, Patriots have sacked quarterbacks 40 times this season. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a smart pass rush. I'm not going to say an all out a smart pass rush. Try to contain Russell Wilson, not let him get out of the pocket. Cause a cause, but causing a little dis- disruption. I think that is going to be the Patriots' game plan. But as for Seattle, I think their game plan is going to be the same game plan they always have. We're going to run the ball, Marshawn Lynch early. We're going to uh, have Russell Wilson make smart decisions on third downs. Try to you know get some points, get some points, get the points when you can early, and. I think it, even if the Seattle get behind early, I think they'll be uh, good later on in the game. Um, I think Seattle, Marshawn Lynch, what he does, I don't uh, is hugely not looked at in this league anymore, and is it's kind of an old school way of football: run the ball, pound the ball, pound, pound, pound. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is a collision type running back. He basically wears on you and what you tend to notice is late in games fourth quarter guys defensive guys been on the field a lot their arms on their uh on their hips breathing hard and Marshawn Lynch is still coming at you and he's coming at you violently he, he's he's the closest thing I've seen since Earl Campbell if you go back and look at those Earl he's not Earl Campbell but but he is somewhat that guy looking for a collision, looking for looking looking to cause damage. Uh, these two teams haven't played in a uh, in a couple of seasons. Last time they played was uh, 2012. Seattle beat New England in Seattle, 24 to 23. Uh, What's interesting about that game, I think both teams offensively had better wide receiver weapons that game. That's now they don't have as many weapons offensively. I think New England's defense is a lot better than it was then. I think Seattle's defense has improved a lot. Uh, from what I remember, I mean, from what happened in that game, uh, Tom Brady had two hundred and I mean three hundred and ninety-five yards passing, a couple of touchdowns, a couple of interceptions picked off by Earl Thomas and uh, Richard Sherman. Russell Wilson had 293 yards passing with three touchdowns. New England actually held Marshall Lynch, which is interesting for this game. He only had 41 yards rushing. Uh, a key, one of the key receivers, the key receivers that are still with the team now when they perform, 
performed in that game. Uh, Doug Baldwin had two catches for 74 yards. Gronkowski had six catches for 61 yards. Now, in this situation, the case is, is I think New England do not have those weapons anymore. They don't. They don't have Hernandez. They don't have the same receivers. But I think uh, I can still see New England spreading the ball around, getting those matchups with Gronkowski, and trying to execute the passing game, not making mistakes. But what I'm seeing in this game is I see an opportunity for the New England Patriots to get an early lead. But my prediction in this game is uh, Seattle's going to still be in it. I think it might be one of our better Super Bowls. Um, as in picking a score, I usually don't get caught up in picking a score, but I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to say I think New England jumps off to maybe a 10-point lead early, maybe 13-3 early or something like that, but keeping keeping the spirit of what Seattle does, they stay in games, they play tough, they play tough defense, uh, they cause turnovers when needed. Uh, I, I can see the game coming down to R- Russell Wilson late in the game using the Marshall Lynch pounding away, keep staying in the game, and Marshall Lynch wearing down the Patriots defense and the Patriots lose to the Seattle Seahawks 25, I mean 24-23 maybe, same score, maybe nah, I'm going to change that up. I'll say 20, 28, I mean 31-27. Uh, I think that's a, a nice number, especially being a Super Bowl neutral environment. Uh, no weather impact in the game. Um, close game. That's what I see. I see New England stand, getting the early league, and I see in Seattle staying in the game and coming back, and as much as I hate to say it, uh, Seattle, back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Now, switching subjects. Last weekend, uh, we, as, uh, it's not really I think it should be bigger news than it is, but, you know, American bo- Americans haven't paid attention to this sport as of late, and I think it'll come. Um, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. Um, I don't know many people know much about this kid. He's uh, He's been... Harold for his power. Uh, all his matches before the for the title match against Bernard Stavern last week. He was known for knocking people out. That's what he did. None of his fights went past four rounds. I think he had a lot of doubts going into this fight. They, people were saying if it go past four. Uh, also, if Stavern... Stavern is the first guy that had power to go against uh, Wilder. Uh, Wilder competition hasn't been as great up until this point. I, I do believe Wilder, Wilder was protected, um, but you have to you have to protect your guys early. So 
they can work on those crafts nooks and turns to to get better um he defeated uh by unanimous decision Bernie Stavern. uh there's the only controversy doing this fight well related to the fight only controversy was uh Stavern may have had some health issues he was dropped found to be dehydrated after the fight um some would say his people should have did a better job of making sure that was okay. I think, honestly, I think he should have did a better job. I think, you know, you know your body. You can feel something's not right. And Stavern, I think, honestly, even if Stavern didn't have this issue, I think Wilder would have dominated the fight because how Wilder fought. He kept him at a distance. He jabbed away, which people did not think Wilder would do. Uh when Stavern got inside, Wilder punished him for it. I think the only weakness I saw, oh well, not really a weakness. The only thing I saw uh, that Wilder missed opportunities. I saw Wilder miss opportunities on countering when Stavern went in for just power shots and Wilder was able to escape. I think Wilder did not take advantage of of the opportunities for making Stavern pay for those uh wild shots. I think he you know he may miss he made Stavern miss. That was opportunities that'll throw a good right hook right there or a good left hook depending depending on which way he's turning to avoid the punches. But fair, fair enough, but uh I think uh Wilder did what he needed to do. Uh, as as of right now, people are discussing future opponents for Wilder. Uh, you, you got uh, guys like Brian Jennings, Tyson Fury, uh, Alexander Poquet. Um, those are the um, there are names like Anthony Joshua and Antonio Tarver that's been talked about. I really, honestly, I don't want to see. Tarver or Joshua, I'm not interested in that right now. I think I don't know. There's nothing that will make me more interest make me interested in seeing him fight an old Antonio Tarver. And as it comes to Anthony Joshua, who's impressive, he's a very impressive uh, prospect out of out of the UK, ten and zero. But I think I want to see Joshua continue to do it. I don't. I'm. I'm not a fan of guys getting t- heavyweight title shots. I don't. I'm not a fan of guys getting title shots, world title shots, before they've had twenty fights. If he's twenty and all, twenty twenty and one around that time, maybe yeah, he's still getting impressive knockouts or winning impressively. Winning, I can see Anthony Joshua getting a shot at a at a belt. Now, as in the other three guys I mentioned, oh, that's also Vladimir Klitschko, which he holds pretty much the rest of the gold in the heavyweight division. Uh, I'm not so sure Wilder is ready to just hop into that situation. I think he's about three good fights away from challenging Klitschko. I think Klitschko... Just a dominant guy, physically imposing weight. Klitschko is around two hundred fifty pounds, two hundred forty pounds, somewhere in that range. And 
Wilder came into the last uh, last uh, last Saturday's fight at around two twenty, two nineteen, two fifteen, somewhere in that range. I think, even though I think Wilder naturally is heavier, I think he he just I think that's what Wilder think uh, needed to do is come in around that range that range to beat Stavern. But I think I think he would have to put on some weight. I think also Wilder needs to beat. A couple of those other guys I mentioned earlier. I think Brian Jennings, uh, 19-0 record. Uh, uh, he has a fight coming up with Chris Gold, which which could just really cause a little stir up because if uh, Brian Jennings uh, out of uh, Philly, uh, if he was to upset Chris Gold, then I think he would get more attention To buy, uh, to non-boxing fans because uh, that name Klitschko, everybody knows that name has been dominating boxing for over the last ten years. I think if uh, Jen, I'm not so sure Jennings will get the upset, but over Klitschko, but it, I think after Jennings fight Klitschko, uh, that would be an interesting fight for Wilder, but. That fight won't be on the table. That maybe that would be a second or third fight down the line for Wilder. Uh, Tyson Fury, bigger guy, twenty-three and zero record, seventeen knockouts out of the UK. Um, some people say they might want to see see uh, Brian Jennings versus uh, Deontay Wilder. I mean, I mean not Brian Jennings. Excuse me, Tyson Fury, who who's pretty much. Fighting to get that fight. Uh, I think Wilder. I think that is a dangerous fight for Wilder. But I think that might be the fight that boxing fans will want to see. Uh, it will be interesting. I, I I can see that fight happening. I think that fight is the more likely to happen. Uh, uh, Alexander uh, Poke. Uh, Poke. Uh, out of Russia, 28-0, 20 knockouts. That's another interesting matchup. I think the guys, most of the guys mentioned, except for Tyson Fury, Wilder is the bigger guy, longer reach, taller. Uh, Poke is, you know, dangerous foe. I can see that being a, a good option for Wilder. I think it's a sellable fight for uh, boxing purists. So uh, those are the three fights I think uh, Wilder should be looking at. Jennings, uh, Fury, and Poké. Maybe another fight with Stavron. You know, you beat the champion. You got to get the champion an opportunity to get his belt back. I think that, that could be uh, in the lines coming in the future. Now, that, the con- another controversy during the fight. Uh, post fight, I've heard boxing fans complain about this. Um, you really didn't see any sportsmanship after the fight. Usually, when you get a a, a big boxing match, you do get the winner celebrating, but you get the traditional hug, uh, thanks for the opportunity, or a good fight, or whatever. You didn't get any of that. You saw Stavern basically in his corner, just sitting there and Wilder jumping around. Uh, looking for the cameras, uh, I, uh, naming the things that people said he couldn't do for this fight, which we got to be honest, except that he did the things he people said he wouldn't do. 
Um, Wilder looked impressive. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not one of these people who think uh, who get upset at athletes for their antics. I think there's the only way I get upset is when you get like fences in boxing. You can do all the crazy stuff you are you want to do. You can be as wild as you want to. If you are winning, you are dominating your sport. You are you know you're putting it up. My issue is. When a guy gets beat and the very next fight he's still doing it. I think that is that's when I have an issue. You get knocked out. You come your next fight. For instance, uh what's the kid name? Uh I can't think of his name. Uh uh It'll come to me in a second. He he pretty much got knocked out a few fights a few fights ago. I don't know why I can't think of this major boxing guy. <laughs> I'm a big boxing fan and I can't think of this guy's name and he's a a big enough name that I should know. So that's just a shame on me for screwing that up. But uh he got he took a he took a KO in the very next fight. He's out there dancing and rapper rapping before the fight. Uh, I think people get caught up, so much caught up into I want to be an entertainer that if you're not winning your fights, uh, that is a mistake to be so focused on trying to be entertaining when you're not winning. Um, now, the big talk also in boxing is Floyd Mayweather versus uh, Manny Pacquiao, May 2nd. So I've been consistent on, consistent on this for years. I don't think the fight's going to happen until... Floyd Mayweather's contract with Showtime is over. And Manny Pacquiao's contract with Bob Arum is over. Because two things that are preventing this fight from happening, and I've been saying it for years, Floyd Mayweather do not want to do business with Bob Arum. And another thing, that's the reason why I think this fight is not happening when Floyd gets into talks with the guy that told him that he would never make more than $10 million a fight, it becomes personal. And when it becomes personal, business gets interrupted. And by Floyd Mayweather having that thirty uh, that uh, contract with two fights left on that Showtime deal, Floyd Mayweather gets a guaranteed $30 million no matter who he fights. He can fight me next week. Showtime is going to give him $30 million. So, in Floyd's eyes, why would I waste an opportunity to fight a guy down now that I can fight later down the road in which I can more maximize my wealth? Instead, I'm, I'm going to chunk a guy who's entertaining enough, a big enough name to make some competition, who's a, who's a threat who will keep him on his game enough to try to, to win but he's going to fight a guy, maybe like a Cotto. I think that's pretty much what it's looking like is he's going to fight Cotto. And maybe the rumors are now Pacquiao might fight maybe in March. Or maybe in March, maybe April, sometime in that time frame. Or maybe even May. Maybe, maybe even May. Uh, I can see... Uh, 
him fighting a con is looking for a big fight. I think I could see Manny Pacquiao fighting Khan. I think that would be an interesting matchup, uh, speed on speed. I think Khan is a hungry talent that wants to get his name up to the, that level, and he has to get in the ring with a Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao to show the world what he can do. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think there will be no Floyd Mayweather versus uh, Manny Pacquiao fight this year. I think we're going to have to wait one more year when Floyd doesn't have that Showtime contract and he can he can maximize his wealth by fighting the biggest fighter, you know, what boxing fan wants to see him fight against uh, Manny Pacquiao. Another re- and like I said, I think Floyd doesn't want to do business with Bob Arum. I think if if Manny Pacquiao does not have a contract with Bob Arum. I think Floyd Mayweather is more willing to to fight him. Um, NFL draft talk. I'm gonna keep this short, simple. Um, before I wrap this thing up, um, there are rumors going around that um, Marcus Mariota his stock is dropping. Uh, c- coaches are seeing. Uh, coaches are—it's pretty much predictable, which which is seeing a lot of quarterbacks who in college ran that spread type offense. What you're seeing right now is um, on the film. You're not seeing Mariota making those dangerous, those type of pro type throws that you have to make, uh, and him being a product of the system in Oregon and quarterbacks who come from spread or haven't been successful, I think that's hurting them a lot too. I'm thinking, I'm believing that uh, what happened to Vince Young in the NFL was happening right now to uh, Griffin, RG3 right now. I think that's affecting uh, what happened, what's going on with Johnny Manziel too right now, even though I think you need a bigger sample size on Manziel before you, you put that, to rest because Manziel could see right now, oh snap, I need to take this a little bit more serious. I think people don't want to do the project thing, even though there are rumors saying Philly may try to give away their whole draft to get up there to to uh to take Mariota. I think that is a highly possible thing. I mean, well, I'm not going to say highly possible. I'm not a, I'm not so sure that a team would just throw away their draft, throw away a whole draft to, to pick one player. Uh, the evidence to show that doesn't work. As right now, you're seeing what's going on with the Redskins. Uh, uh, years ago, what happened to the New Orleans Saints when they gave their draft picks away to get Ricky Williams. Historically... Because what happens is, is your team becomes deeper in the later rounds in a in a draft if you draft well. Uh, uh, let's look at the Super Bowl right now. Two teams who draft well. That's pretty much how you you know you get good in NFL is if you do a good job of drafting guys and then you bring in the right free agents to plug in. Because what happens is, if you do a good job of drafting, you don't have to spend much money. You can. You can be paying a guy for three years the NFL minimal contract, and three years later, 
You know, you got one of the top guys at his position. Think about it. Russell Wilson doesn't make much money, and that's why he's going to cash in this upcoming offseason. But Seahawks, the last few years, has been getting away with murder, with having not to pay a quarterback uh, over over a million, less than a million dollars. Uh, and he's performing the way he is. Uh, I think what's going to... When it, what's gonna happen in Seattle is they're gonna have to they're gonna have to open the checkbook. He's gonna be a twenty million a year quarterback at the in, in this oncoming offseason. But as as for right now, I think Winston, especially with Tampa Bay having that first pick, Winston may is looking more and more like Winston will be the top quarterback selected in his draft, and I think Tampa will take a strong look. At drafting, uh, drafting Winston. I'm not saying that they're gonna draft him, but I'm th- uh, I I can see them taking a strong look, even though he has some maturity issues. But if you really look at now, besides the the rate situation, which which is questionable, everything else is just dumbness. I'll just be honest. It's just dumb stuff and. If he did, and on a pro level, a lot of that stuff would be looked at. Oh, what? I don't care. Um, but except for you know, you don't need a guy that's going to be getting in trouble with the law. I think that's more important than anything. Will Winston get in trouble with the law? Uh, you might have to pull a uh, Jerry Jones, Dez Bryant situation for that guy, young in his career, because one, he needs to be focused playing quarterback in the NFL. When you're young, you need to, that need to be a primary focus early in your career because it's a lot of catching up you got to do, uh, learning how to play in the pros and also learning how to play against faster, stronger guys because those tough throws you make in college, you, you got to be a little bit more selective on which ones you can make in the NFL. But that's... Pretty much, uh, we're gonna wrap this uh, puppy up. Uh, bring in a little, little music. Uh, thanks for listening to uh, to the show. You're uh, gonna keep doing this. I guess I'm gonna keep doing this. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna do a little bit less focus on sports as much. I'm gonna try to touch in on a few other subjects in the future. A few things going on that interest me, but well, uh, thanks for listening. Um, uh, see you next time, I guess. <laughs>